You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Okay, so what are we talking about? Okay, um, just gonna, I want to start with this fun fact, and I'm telling you now, okay? We operate only 5% a day in the conscious state. The other 95% is your subconscious. That is insane. You know what that means? <laughs> What? Do you know what that means? That basically means that, like, our brains are on autopilot for 95% of the day. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Or not 95% of the day, but, like, 95% of the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think about opening my car door or I don't think about <laughs> driving. Yeah. Like, what... I mean, that's one of the biggest things that, like, I'll, like we could talk about is... Like, I remember the first time, like, I would go to, like, a, a place that's new, like, a new... Like if, like when you got this new apartment or, you know, whenever I got my job or when you got your job, like I had to be like on my phone looking where to be, you know, where am I going to turn? What's the street's name? You know, I had to be very conscious. And now there's some days when I get to work and I'm like, how the fuck did I get here? That was me yesterday morning. (laughs) Okay. I'm not even kidding. Which I honestly, pause, pause right there. I want you to keep on that mindset, but okay. And I wanted to say this to you. So yesterday morning. Um, I didn't work out and, you know, I've been on that routine of getting up early Yeah, and then after I work out, I'll have like my me time journal, worship, do whatever I need to do for myself and with God. And so I didn't have it um, Monday morning and I was, I was so mad at myself, but then I was like, no, we're not going to be mad at myself. And like on the way of driving, I was literally in my own world, but I was driving, (laughs) like I was not paying attention to anything, (laughs) but don't worry, I'm good. But, um. (laughs) But I remember, like, just worrying about stuff in my life. Yeah. And I remember, like, stressing out about things um, just because, like, new things. A lot of transition is happening in my life since the last episode, Krista knows. Right. Um, I don't want to say what it is, but it's definitely not what I thought would come. Right. So I'm very excited. It's a very exciting transition. But a lot is just coming all like, a lot is coming all at once, so I'm just like, whoa, 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 and it, I feel like I'm moving forward completely mm-hmm. into a new life that I don't even know what to expect, and so, um, but it's very exciting, and I can't wait to see where I am at in six months, but anyways, going back, I was just worrying about a lot of things, and um, I remember, like, So God like quickly gave me a like vision or an encounter. I say this a lot. We've talked about it, whatever. So I'm literally having this encounter as I'm driving like subconsciously and I see like me and I'm the reason why I'm sharing this because I think this is going to help someone. I usually don't share my encounters or visions with God. But I will share. You don't share encounters with God or with other people? No, no like my <gasps> visions that I have with God. <laughs> I totally misunderstood. Yeah, words. no, gotcha. no. I, do, I usually don't share that with so many people because gotcha. they're sacred. But this one is actually really, well, all of them are good. But anyways, continue. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was at a doorway and the door was closed. Okay. But I could, like, God was telling me, okay, I want you to go through this door. All you need to do is just open this door. You're capable of opening this door. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want to open the door. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm scared. I don't know what's behind the door. No, 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 no. And he was like, Alexis, I want you to open the door. You can open the door. You've got this. You are capable. You are powerful. I've given you the strength to open the door. Open the door, Alexis. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And I'm like thinking up all the scenarios of what could happen and what's behind this door. Like I'm literally future tripping. Okay. Yeah. And, um, like, and as I'm future tripping and stressing out of what's behind the door, when I can just open the door. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just open the damn door. Like. Exactly. I, I, I see God like come up next to me and be like, Hey, Alexis, 
you're acting like you're about to do this alone. You're not going to. Like, mm. I, I'm going to walk in with you. I'm going to open the door with you. I'm going to be right with you yeah. through it all. And so when I finally, like, I felt comforted by that. And I had him, like, so he took my hand. And then we both reached for the door. Mm-hmm. And we opened it. And then I came out of the vision. And then I was at work. <laughs> and you're like, oh. And I'm I'm like, here. Oh, all this stuff. Like that that happened in my whole drive <laughs> to work that on Monday morning when I didn't like get up early enough to have time and spend time with God and do my workout. Yeah. Um, but like the fact that like God came in because I was already upset that I didn't get to do that. Um it's it's really cool. So think that was the topic of subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I I've have I have so many I mean, for me, it's driving, like, that I notice my subconscious is the one that's, you know, working and not, like, my conscious state because, like, I'll I'll do something, especially when somebody else is in the car with me because I'll, I'll do something and they'll be like, why did you do that? And I'm like, I actually don't know. I'm like, I don't know why I got over whenever that's an exit and I don't need an exit there. I don't know why I, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. Like, there's been so many times where... I'm like, oh, I don't know why I did that or like, I don't know how I even got to this place because I was not consciously thinking how I got here, like how to get here just now. Like Mm -hmm. there's been so many things like that. Well, even like when you think about it, we do that with our phones. Like we will consciously go to an app that we weren't even thinking about going to that app in that moment mm -hmm. or we will we'll just like grab our phone in a bored moment that's not entertaining us and we'll just like automatically grab our phone and start looking at stuff when we didn't even think about grabbing our phone like I know I've done that I was gonna say whenever I was um trying to wean off of social media because I noticed like you know because I had the time on my phone that would show me hey you spend this much time on Facebook this much time on Instagram this much time doing this you know and when I saw like how high those numbers were I was like I'm spending my time doing absolutely nothing right you know what I mean nothing that is serving me anyways Mm -hmm. and so I remember I hid those apps like from my home screen yes I remember and there'd be times in the day where I literally would go exactly on my phone I'd open my phone I'd go to the you know the place where that app used to be and I would like go to click it and I'm like and I would be like wait I didn't even really like think oh hey I want to go you know look on Facebook for this like it was just autopilot it's just what I was used to doing you know what I mean and I feel like that is like those stories are great transitions into what we're talking about today, which is being conscious. Like, and to me, understanding the idea of conscious being in your conscious area versus like your subconscious is what helped me realize that I am not self-aware at all. Like that um, percentage of like, you know, we spend 5% in our conscious state a day and 95% in our subconscious. I'm like, no, I think mine was like a hundred percent in my subconscious. Like I was literally autopilot all the time, at least, especially with like my feelings and my thoughts, especially when you're in survival mode. And that can happen if you don't want to, you know, confront what's going on inside you or confront your feelings or confront your thoughts. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing for me is I'm like, yes, I feel like being autopilot in like our physical way of like, oh, okay, um, every morning when I get up, I'm gonna brush my teeth, I'm gonna do this, like, and I don't even have to think about it. Like having habits, you know, those are not even necessarily what I want to dig in today. It's more so like the emotional and the your thoughts being on autopilot. Mm, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah. You're taking the reins on this because I didn't know. No, that's okay. Yeah. Um. So basically, I was, and we're jumping right in. Yeah, yeah. I was reading a book. Um. And it's basically, it's called How to Do the Work. It's a great book. It's, it literally guides you literally through exactly what it's called, how to do the work, okay? How to get to know you, how to understand yourself, you know what I mean? Because we don't, we really don't. Um, And so I was reading it and I was like, there's this one chapter and I was like, nope, that's it. We need to talk about that because we've talked about, okay, well, you need to be self-aware. Well, you need to do all these because you need to be, and and how to do these is you need to be self-aware. Like we've said that so many times. Yeah. And then I was asking myself, I was like, okay, to Alexis and I, self-awareness, we're like, okay, we know what that means. It clicks. It clicks because 
we've gone through everything to get to where we are. And then I was thinking, but some listeners might be listening and be like, okay, like I think I'm self-aware, but they don't, they don't maybe not actually grasp the concept. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so, so it's just a deeper understanding of what we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And especially like, I, I, I just thought about it. It's funny in this way, like we, as humans, like, because we've been taught this, like we want to, you know, we've talked about this. We want to find somebody. We want to find someone who will see us and understand us and choose us and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. But it's so funny because we can't even see ourselves, choose ourselves. (laughs) Like we can't even do that. So it's like, how am I setting this expectation for somebody else? For another human being. And I don't Mm -hmm. even have that for myself. I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah, that's so good. Like, I don't even know what that looks like. So, how, of course, like, you don't know what you're searching for because you don't even know what it is for yourself. Amen. You're a- preaching today. A- to the immense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, I mean, if you think, if you talk to anybody and you ask them, like, you know, what do they want their life to look like, right? They always talk about, you know, I want to be here. They're basically saying that they want to be better versions of themselves, mm-hmm. right? But I feel like nobody actually ever, okay, hold on, pause. I'm not going to say nobody. Mm -hmm. A lot of people fail Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because those are just dreams. Like there's a difference between having dreams and then having dreams and having a plan and figuring out how to get there. Like a goal. A goal. mm -hmm. And staying focused on that goal. Exactly. And so in my mind, in my mind, in order to get to all these goals and to push myself and to be the best person I can be, I have to first understand and know myself and my body and how it works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, to me, the first thing we have to do is we have to understand like our inner world. I feel like we have a pretty good grasp of our outer world that we live in, mm-hmm. but we don't understand what's happening inside. Mm-hmm. And especially as like for me, as a teacher, that's what I'm trying to focus on now with kids too. I'm like, here's why you are upset or here's why, like in your brain, this is what's happening or this, like I'm trying, I want people to have an understanding of that so that they know what is happening in my body and was it trying to tell me? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, that's good. Cause I know we learn like, okay, when someone's face is droopy and their eyes are furrowed, like they're usually sad. Like you, you, you know, you get to know yeah. like what emotions are, but what is the, like, what do those mean? Right. Truly. Right. You know what I mean? So I want you to put your finger on your forehead. Okay. Listeners, put your finger yes. on your forehead. Put your finger on your forehead. Okay. <laughs> if you're driving. If you're driving, you can still put a finger on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Just safely. Okay. Yeah. Um, the reason why I want you to do that is because right behind where your finger is in your brain, it's called the prefrontal cortex. Okay, this is where your conscious mind is. Okay, um, so this is where your forward thinking is, like your you being constructive, all that stuff. Okay, but the thing that makes us different from like being an- like from other animals, okay, is the fact that we, as humans, can think about our thoughts. Okay, and that's called metacognition. Oh, we can think about our thoughts. And that really is what makes us human is because we can notice these thoughts that are happening in our brain and we can like break them down and, and try to understand them. Like in my, in my experience, the thing that helped me with this was, um, I was reading a book and the author was talking about like, just notice for a day, notice, do you have an internal dialogue? Are you like debating with yourself. Mm -hmm. Is there another voice inside your head that you like argue with? Yeah, basically. And in my head, I was like, yeah, yeah, I I do, you know? And then he was going on to tell you like, think about those as your thoughts. Like those are your thoughts and you are the thinker of those thoughts. And so you're basically like trying to you're listening to the thoughts and then you're trying to understand them and decompose them and be like, wait, okay, d- what does that mean? What should I do? You know, you're, you're basically trying to figure out what they are trying, like what they can serve, what could, they can do for you. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's basically what is happening whenever you're um, all in that area. And so um, if you go on to, if you do research or any of that, like, and you talk about that inter- internal dialogue, it is talking about how um, you are not your thoughts. So I looked it up and this is going to be really freaking weird. So whenever, whenever I figured out, cause I was like, what are thoughts? Mm-hmm. Like, where do they come? Like, how do they happen? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I looked it up and thoughts are electromechanical responses that happen because of the neurons that are firing in your brain. Mm. So in my understanding of that, I'm like, okay, my thoughts are because of my brain, like the chemicals that are in my brain, because I separate for me and my beliefs, I separate the brain from the soul. So like, I am the soul, I am the seed of self, you know, like that is me. Right. And then the chemical reactions that are happening in my brain, those are those thoughts that are made like the purpose of thoughts are so that they can allow us to problem solve, create, and um, it's like a form of connection. And so like that is what our bodies are made in order to help us survive, mm-hmm. basically. And then for me, my seat of self, like me, my soul, who I am, mm-hmm. like that's what I feel like, okay, when I have those thoughts, my job is to like basically like go through them and figure out, okay, which thoughts are good, which thoughts are going to serve me, which thoughts are lies, true, Mm -hmm. and then which ones are not going to serve me, which ones are lies, which ones are just because of conditioning and like my brain, that's what it's thinking that it's, that's Mm -hmm. happening, right? So thoughts can sometimes be belief systems as well. No, no, absolutely. Because that's what they are. Because like for like if if i just take an example from my life my lifetime like <laughs> you know i w- like and not i won't even say made fun of i'm just going to say like typical kid stuff like oh you're chubby you're fat whatever and so ingrained in my brain mm-hmm. i heard it so much that i feel like and i and, and i started to believe it too you know yeah. because mm-hmm. i was like oh, okay like i'm i'm being conditioned to believe that I'm fat, right? Or mm-hmm. ugly, whatever it that may I'm be. I'm believing what I look like and who I am through somebody else's thoughts of me and what they think. Yeah, and they were literally, like, that's what was happening chemically in my brain. Mm-hmm. Is my brain was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, then you are, you are, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me, and, and I don't know, we, we think that our thoughts are us, but they're not. And I think that's what helped me the most to be self-aware is my, like, Whatever thoughts I have, that necess- that isn't necessarily me. So do you think that that helped you? Because what you're saying, like, I think even the human me, when you're saying, like, our thoughts are just our thoughts and that, um, you know, they aren't, your thoughts are not who you are. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can actually control it and you can actually sit back in the seat of self, which we're going to explain that in a moment. Yeah. I want you to explain that. But even as you're talking, I'm like, I think a part of me, because you've, I feel like you've mastered this. Mm-hmm. You're still on that journey. Of course. But you're a hell of a lot better. Like, yes. oh my God. Like, I, I look up to you a lot when you, like, your strength in this now and how much you've grown in this. Like, I'm still growing in this. But, like, to me and how I felt, like, I feel so powerless in my thoughts. Like, it's so consuming. It yeah. can drown me. I feel like... I can't even come up for air because I'm being consumed with all this chaos in my mind. Yeah. And so, um, how, what would you say to that person who feels like, I'm loving what you're hearing, Krista. Like, I, but like, what? what? Like, how? Like, I feel so powerless. Like, how do I get out of that powerless mindset? And Yeah. But is it truly just believing that, like, you aren't your thoughts? Like, first off, you aren't your thoughts. It's. It's not for me. Okay. Here's, here's the hard thing. And it's really hard to explain because it's not even, it's not even just, okay, I'm going to believe that my thoughts are not my thoughts. It's, it's having a true understanding that no, seriously, chemically, scientifically, you are not your thoughts. Like Mm -hmm. to have a true understanding of that, 
is is what I feel like helps you for like move forward. So for example, okay, so we were talking about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Okay, we know that, you know, in a day we only run on like 5% of our conscious mind. So like you're aware and I'll and I'll explain what the conscious mind is and 95% in your subconscious. Like mm-hmm. that to aka autopilot. Mm-hmm. Okay? So your subconscious mind is what you've heard of, you know, oh, your brain's a filing cabinet, all this, all this stuff. Okay. And, and I promise you, I'm not talking out of my ass. I've like read books and done research. Like oh, I yeah, want yeah. you to know. <laughs> I trust Krista more with this than almost anybody. <laughs> because it's so fascinating to me. Okay. So it, the subconscious where we are 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is your filing cabinet. It literally files every single experience that you have had your entire life whether you remember it or not yeah there's a um movie about it yeah movie exactly exactly it so it literally stores every single experience we have and every single experience that we've ever had shapes the way we see the world and ourselves Mm -hmm. whether we remember it or not yeah like i mean and, and you and i both know that on our healing journey like we would notice something about ourselves and it took a very long time to understand where that came from. Yeah, like why we responded in the way that we did without even thinking of like, wait, why did I respond that way? I don't even remember responding yeah. that way. You know why? And it's because our conscious mind was sorting through all those damn files and our subconscious was like, where the fuck did we get this? Where the fuck did we get this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's basically what it was doing. Um, and so the crazy thing is, is how we think, how we speak, how we respond, all of that comes from the subconscious part of our mind. Yeah, it's all connected it's to all... your thoughts, to what you believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that part has all been conditioned, right? Remember, all of all of the things that are in the subconscious are all of our experiences, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, depending on your experience, it's conditioned kind of what is in that file, you know? And so it's just been ingrained in us for so long, and that's where we're operating most of the time. And so for me, it was, okay, how can I actively be in the conscious state of mind? And it took a lot of practicing day by day, mm-hmm. hour by hour. Yeah. For me and my brain, I am only going to focus on the next hour and a half that I'm at Alexis's house doing a podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about an interview. I'm not going to worry about house stuff. I'm not going to worry about anything else, but I am going to be in the room present and my brain is not going to be somewhere else. Mm. Like, and so it's, it's like catching yourself when you are somewhere, but your mind is somewhere else. Mm -hmm. It's catching yourself and saying, no, I need to be here. Like, and it is just like, if you want to be flexible, you better go stretch all the time. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to be aware, you have to practice. Like you have to catch yourself and be like, no, like I am powerful enough to shift this and to do what I'm wanting my brain and body to do. Mm -hmm. And that's to be conscious right here, right now. Mm -hmm. Like, and it is, and it's, and it's practicing even in the hardest of times. Cause for me personally, those easy times to, to have me be, you know, in the conscious state of mind, like, okay, I was just daydreaming for a second. Okay. Now I'm back. Okay. Come back. You know, that was easy for me. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest difference for me is when, um, I was future tripping or I was, going down what I like to call like a spiral, like Mm -hmm. just my thoughts were taking over, over, over. And my, my subconscious thoughts were basically like, you know, conscious, just shut up and sit there and just take this. I'm about to wreak havoc in your brain. Like the moment for me, when I was able in, in that darkest time in my head, when I was able, and I remember telling you this, able to basically snatch, like in my head, this is what's happening. I'm taking my hand and I'm literally snatching those damn thoughts and like throwing them away. And I literally would have to do that. Like for me, when I was able to redirect my thoughts and my conscious awareness in a big moment like that, Mm -hmm. that was a game changer for me because I just proved to myself that I could do that. 
And I will tell you right now that when my thoughts were going crazy then, I didn't want to. Right. It's our subconscious loves to be comfortable. Oh, yeah. We all love to be comfortable. I mean, think about it. Like, think about it. Like, your subconscious has these nice files, you know, and beautiful cabinets. It's safe. It's safe. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, everything's exactly how I've put it. (laughs) The conscious mind is not about to come up in here (laughs) and change that shit. Like, no. Yeah. But you kind of, you. I mean, think about it. You don't want to run on auto, autopilot for the rest of your life. Well, and it, it will grow into possibly potentially destructive behavior mm-hmm. or it's not serving you or the relationships or the friendships or any like yeah. people who are around you and love you. And they're not, it's not serving you in your life. Yeah. It really isn't. Oh my gosh. Okay. This, this, okay. It does have to do what we're talking about. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you. Um, so I'm going to go back to all the things that I uncovered during my healing journey. Okay. So, you know, I obviously had a lot of issues with, um, loving myself and all that stuff. Okay. And we're going to go into all that stuff later, Mm -hmm. but think about it this way. Okay. Um, so when I was a child, you know, there, there was a little, a little filing, um, cabinet and it was just for loving yourself or, or like the, your view of yourself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I have, you know, Oh, you're awesome. Um, you suck. You know, I had different Aww. like sections in that cabinet. Right. Yeah. And so every experience I'm like, Oh, well they didn't choose me to be on their team. You suck. Putting that in that, you suck. cabinet. Ooh. Oh, they said that I looked like, like I looked fat today putting that and you are fat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, they said that you probably weigh more than I do. Blah, blah. Okay. Putting it, you are fat. That experiences and you are fat. Okay. <laughs> oh, they did this. Okay. That experience. Mm, you suck. See? Um, oh, that experience. Oh, so you're fat. See, they don't want to be with you. They made fun of you. You're fat. See? Oh, you're, Ooh, they said that your head is huge. You're ugly. Okay. <laughs> oh. We're going to file that in there. So, I mean, it, it literally, that's what it's doing. Like it's taking every single experience yeah. and it's building your beliefs. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so for me and my subconscious, I'm opening that file and I'm like, damn, there's 3,000 things that point to your fat or there's billion things that say that you're ugly. So must be true. You know what I mean? And And I'm like, when I think about that now, I'm like, fuck that filing cabinet. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I want to be able to fill that filing cabinet. I want to, my conscious, I want to... Say, hey, Krista, you look beautiful today. Yeah, you better put that in the beautiful section. Ooh. Hey, you looking good, sister. I can see your thigh muscles. They're coming in. Put that in the fit. You look good, okay? <laughs> like, you had looking good yeah. today. So for me, I'm like, no, I want to fill my my file folder. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep allowing other people to fill my file folder. I don't want to keep allowing other people to condition me to who I am right now. Ooh, that's good. That's oh, good. Oh. Say one more time for the people in the back. Okay. So let me say that like the conscious, when I'm talking about being conscious, okay, mm-hmm. um, I looked up the definition, okay, it is a state of open awareness that not only allows us to witness ourselves and the life around us, but it also empowers choice. Okay, when we are conscious, like I just said, I can choose to fill my subconscious with what I need to serve myself, what I need to be authentically who I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I am able to choose and we talk about choice all the time because I think Mm -hmm. it's such a a beautiful thing. Exactly. And when we, and I do want to say something to that, like when we have the free will to choose, that's when we can become powerful we don't have to stay stuck in the powerless mindset because we get to choose whether we want to still be in that mindset Mm -hmm. or to get out yeah exactly we have the choice Mm -hmm. which you're like so all that to say um it's practicing it's for me and I I don't know I'm like I've talked for a long time since you asked me that question (laughs) I think you're doing great you're killing it yeah but Mm -hmm. for me it's diving deeper into this idea of I'm not my thoughts like what is actually happening in my brain my conscious versus my subconscious like that's where it all started for me 
because I remember reading Untethered Soul mm-hmm. and there that and I and I've referenced it before, but that one like idea that, you know, and I couldn't remember it exactly and I still can't remember exactly right now. I really need to find that book. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically that idea that we're watching a movie mm-hmm. of our life and not actually living it. You know what I mean? Like it's our subconscious taking over and it's, we're just watching what's happening. We're like, Hey, okay, what are you going to pull out of your five folder next? You know what I mean? And it's like, not me actually taking action and, and doing my life. Like I'm just watching it. Yeah. And like choosing to set what I want in my life because you get to choose what type of life you want. Like yeah. you honestly do. No, exactly. You don't have to be stuck to the status quo or be stuck to the societal norm Mm. and and that's my thing is question everything Mm -hmm. question everything there's nothing wrong with asking questions people don't want you to ask questions which for me is a bigger indicator that i better ask questions yeah people don't want you to challenge what is already set in motion yeah and i will be honest like i there have been times in jobs and Mm. church Mm -hmm. In my community where I've challenged something that didn't, that felt off or did not seem right, but I got either pushed out or condemned or was not the favorite employee anymore because I challenged something and I bruised somebody's ego yeah. <laughs> because that, I mean, the world does that. Like, you know, you can have a voice as long as you don't disagree mm-hmm. with what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, I'm like, push on then. Mm -hmm. You better freaking challenge it because like in my head, I'm like, what are you hiding? Why don't you want me to ask questions? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, because from my perspective, like if I'm talking about something, I want people to ask questions. Mm -hmm. I want you to challenge me because Mm -hmm. obviously I'm not the knower of all things. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything. So I'm still trying to understand and learn things, right? And you know what I've noticed? Like whenever... Like, when I have doubts or challenge or have so many questions with God, Mm -hmm. like, he's actually proud of it because that means I'm searching for truth. I'm searching for an answer. I'm searching for connection, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. when you're asking those questions and when you're fighting for that, you're actually fighting for connection. You're fighting for truth. You're fighting to know and understand something. That is the biggest word. I'm so glad you said that. It's understanding. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I know, I really do know that every single person who's listening to this knows what the word understanding means, but I just want to like, I don't know, really right now I want to see the definition because I don't know word for word. Okay. <laughs> Shocker. I mean, we all know this, but being aware. <laughs> That's what it says. Literally. Yeah. It literally understanding means. Being so, aware. I mean, as an, as an adjective, so as a noun, it's the ability to understand something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Obviously you use the word understand. Okay. Maybe I won't say understanding. Let's see. Um, just understand. I love looking up like definitions. Cause I'm like, no, what does the actual, like, I know what it means, but like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you the definition of it, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Yeah. Perceive the intended meaning of something. Mm-hmm. I have to know the meaning of something. I have to truly know the meaning, not just like, oh yeah, I understand. Cause I've heard it a billion times. No, do you truly understand the meaning of any, like you could, of what you could, you're saying, of what you're like, thinking. Of you could what apply you're... that to anything. Yes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like for me, when I'm, when Alexis and I have talked about like breaking down, you know, your beliefs about anything, right? Your, anything in your life. Okay. It's, do I really believe this or have I been conditioned to believe this? How have I just like heard it so many times and it's in your filing cabinet and you're like, okay, well then it must be true. Cause you know, look mm-hmm. at this big old file cabinet of your experiences, you know, that other people have said, so it must be true, you know? So it's just breaking it down and being like, okay, do I actually believe something or have I just like kind of gone with the status quo of what mm-hmm. life has said it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know? And it's almost kind of like the reason why you have those thoughts and statements or belief systems in that filing cabinet that Krista is talking about is because you've built history Mm -hmm. and you've chosen with that history to associate it with like, like what Krista did. Oh, she's ugly or she's, um, she's not pretty. She's never going to amount to anything. She Mm -hmm. doesn't believe in herself. Like she's not going to look like that girl or because she's not this certain weight, she's never going to be this, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's like you're, you're building. It's because you're believing that because you have 
quote unquote history with that. Okay. Let's divorce from those thoughts. Like let's divorce from those belief systems and build new history with yourself. Yeah. Like build new history where you know you're beautiful. Like you know you're beautiful. You Mm -hmm. know you're worthy. You know you're enough, but you don't believe it. Yeah. Because your heart, your beliefs are all connected to your thoughts. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. And like, Even at the beginning, like whenever I would tell myself, no, you're worthy, you're beautiful, all this stuff, I feel like my subconscious was looking in the cabinet and it was like, where? Mm -hmm. I don't see that. Where has that been ingrained in you? I Mm -hmm. don't see it. Mm -hmm. And so, like you're saying, like you have to, you have to then ingrain it in yourself. Right. And I feel like this, this is perfect. Like, I feel like that's why a lot of times if you go to counseling or anything, like they always revert back to your childhood and it's not necessarily like here's here's something is you don't have to have a in the world's eye view a shitty childhood to need therapy you have to be human to need therapy (laughs) exactly because no matter if you've had a shitty childhood or not like you've had it you've had shitty experiences Mm -hmm. and it's those experiences it's not just your parents yes I'm saying there's a lot that comes from your parents a lot of those files in that file cabinet come from your parents but there's also other things Mm -hmm. that happen to a person in their lifetime that can also cause that exactly and nobody is above therapy nobody is above getting help and wanting mentorship or um, advice for their life and for themselves nobody is above understanding themselves but that's the thing is is Therapy is not that something's wrong with you. Therapy mm-hmm. is you seeking out, trying to understand yourself and why you are the way that exactly. you are. They are helping you go through those files. They mm-hmm. are helping you. They're, they are trained to ask you certain questions and guide you so that you can have a understanding mm-hmm. of it all. And also like the re, but the reason why people associate therapy with like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Like when I started going to therapy, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, just the ignorance of people. Okay. I'm sorry. No, they're human. It's fine. It's fine. But but it's because they were conditioned. Like my, (laughs) like my, a guy that I was dating in the past. (laughs) The guy that I was dating at the time, my ex, um, he was like, yeah, when you told me you're going to therapy, I was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, you are the most. But nothing. (laughs) But now. (laughs) But I'm just kind of like, oh, my God. You know, it makes sense now because I'm like, of course he would say that. Yeah. But I'm just kind of like. It, it going to therapy does not mean anything's wrong with you. But the reason why people think that is because it took someone to a level 10 pain or a level 11 pain to where they finally realized I need help. Mm-hmm. I cannot do this on my own anymore. Yeah. I need to go so- to somebody. I need understanding of what's going on inside me because they, instead of going to therapy or getting help at a level, level five pain, mm-hmm. they did it when it, everything was way too much high stakes. Yeah. When you could actually just get it now and be like, hey, like, my life feels good. Like, yeah, I'm content, you know, good friendships, good relationships, good, like, family life. But I don't know. Like, I just want to understand myself more and, you know, see what's going on. Like, (laughs) if you just did that, like, you would just be healthier right from the start. You wouldn't have to get to a level 10 pain where your life is falling apart and you don't have to get to rock bottom. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to wait until it's feels like it's too much to bear, which I will tell you, I mean, that, I mean, I did. (laughs) Right. Same. Like, (laughs) but also I, what I don't, I didn't have the resources or like, I I really do feel like just recently, especially with COVID, like I feel like just now that idea that therapy is something bad or something like, Oh, something's wrong with you just now. It's like becoming more normalized, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, when we were in high school, no, I wouldn't have never even like uttered the words like I need help or I need therapy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like in my brain, I thought that like, no, I have to have something. And this is terrible. But I was like, I have to have something really wrong with me to have to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And now my understanding of therapy is not even close to that. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's mm-hmm. simply like. And you don't have to have any like major like 
reactions that are happening within you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I want to understand my thoughts. I want to understand my body. I want to understand who I am. Like, all these things. Like, I genuinely, because I feel like once you are in, like, that college uh, age area. Yeah, learning how to be an adult. That's Well, that's when everybody is you know, self-exploration, that's when people need to have therapy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's when, that's your exploration. Yeah. 20s are hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I mean, it's a whole new arena for you in your lifetime. You're figuring out a lot of shit. Exactly. When you still kind of feel like a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like, wait, I'm confused. There's this bridge that I'm on right now going from like adolescence to like, no, you're actually an adult, you know, (laughs) like, yeah. It's, it's, it's a hard bridge to cross, but I really think that that's why, like, I would love to have it, like, in the curriculum, like, every single, you know, senior that's in high school, and I don't even know, that might be too early, but, like, college age, see, but then not everybody goes to college, but just, they have to take, like, a therapy class, you know, because I think that that's so important. I know that we could never actually, I won't say never, but it would be really hard to mandate that or whatever, but... Like, I'm just saying that it's really important for you to dive deep and understand who you are instead of constantly living, living in this autopilot lifestyle and like what you blink and you're, you know, I think about those old people who are like, well, I blinked and then I'm like, where did my life go? And it's like, well, you were probably on autopilot for most of the time. You know what I mean? There's been times like for me like that where I'm like, wait, what, where had the last month gone? Like, I don't even remember what happened, you know? And I'm like, oh, wow. Like I was just going, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but that brings me like, so I wrote this down earlier. <laughs> um, I said that most of us are asleep inside and it sounds weird if you're like, no, I'm awake, Krista. <laughs> no, but like most of us are in that subconscious. We're asleep. We're not actually aware of everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so we're not even aware of like that and it goes back to like a movie almost, but like that script that's like running in our mind and think about these of like your thoughts. Um, we think that these thoughts that are happening in our mind, they are us, the self. Right. Um, but in reality, it's just our thoughts trying to communicate with us. Like it's perceiving things from the outside world. It's just trying to communicate with us. Um, and honestly, we've practiced this like communication from our brain like right because all the neurons are firing and us like the seat of self the soul um from like we practice this when we wake up all the way until we go to sleep you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but we need to get to a place where we're not asleep all the time now I'm not saying that because right now the percentage right is 5% and 95. I'm not saying that you're going to be a hundred percent conscious. Like that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't, I think we would be like overwhelmed. Like the subconscious is there for a reason. Like it serves a purpose, you know? Um, but we need to fi- figure out how to at least make that 5% a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I mean, that's all I really had to say about that. <laughs> well, I think that was amazing, and I'm sure that's helped a lot of people. I actually do want to give homework yeah. on this because um, last year around this time where I was dealing with my core beliefs and my thoughts and really, like, having to go to war yeah, with them. That's a great mm-hmm, and Because that's what you have to do, like – Okay, even what Krista was saying, like, okay, now that I know that these are my thoughts and I'm literally watching myself as I'm thinking about this, because that's what the seed of self is. It's just like you're realizing what thoughts are coming to your mind. I'm like, why am I thinking that? Where did that come from? Yes. Okay. Do you you, like explain the seed of self just like a little bit? I know that you wanted me to, but I feel like you're there right now. I mean, as an analogy, as I think of it, I'm literally like sitting down watching my thoughts race and I'm wondering why I'm thinking this and where is this coming from? Like, I'm more aware now. Like, this honestly took practice. It didn't yeah. happen. It literally, like at first, I I just noticed one thought and that's where I watched it happen. I'm like, okay, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Why did I think that? 
what was I subconsciously thinking about before? Like, I know I was doing work or I was driving, but why did all of a sudden that thought come up? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just noticing your thought come up as like an annoying bug or an annoying, like, or an annoying friend or, you know, (laughs) like, like you're in the kitchen and then one of your friends said something dumb and you're like, what did you just say? Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's what the, when we say the seat of self is. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Tell me if this, you cut off, cut off, not that. Tell me if this makes sense. So, Okay, imagine... Okay, I'm going to use Lexus and I, okay? All right. (laughs) Right now, we are... Let's pretend... Okay, so we're sitting in her closet. Let's pretend we are... The closet is somebody's brain or body, okay? Whatever you want to say. Okay, okay. Okay, Okay, and right now... Okay, Alexis is chit-chatting and, you know, and I'm listening. I'm actively listening to her, you know, and I'm, I'm responding back and we're having this dialogue, okay? Um, for me, the seat of self would almost be like, okay, what if I left my body? Like my, I am still interacting with you, but then I just go over to the side and I'm watching kind of just like what's being said and what's happening instead of like being in it. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, that is. It's really, um, I feel like an inner outer body experience. (laughs) I mean, I mean kind of like basically instead of being like all ingrained in all those thoughts and like it's pretty much like sep it sounds so weird and I promise you whenever we were like reading the book there were so many times where Alexis and I were like whoa my brain is like what the fuck did I just read you know and you could listen to this and be like that makes no sense eventually it might like if you really do dig into it deeper when it comes when when it happens to you you'll know yeah exactly but it's basically like imagining like in your brain your thoughts and you are having a car and I know that sounds weird but you're having a conversation and all of a sudden you just kind of like I don't know I always think about like the sunken place but you like kind of like drop down and then you're just kind of like looking up and you're like oh I see what you're saying why are you saying that right now like, every what time just happened yeah every time you say the sunken place I think of that movie, the movie. <laughs> Get out. So, yeah. yeah, think of it like that. It's yeah. You're in the sunken place and you're watching everything that's happening and you're not even a part of your own life. Yeah. That's what being a part of the movie is, too. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you, you're you still a part of your life, but in a different way. You're right. more so... Um, being more aware of observing. your... Observing. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, that's the seat of self. Um, but going back to... <laughs> so, mm-hmm. the homework. You're... I want you to go to war. Yeah. With your thoughts, with your beliefs, because your thoughts are your belief. Your thoughts, your beliefs are all connected and it you, it goes to your heart and then it goes to eventually what you speak out mm-hmm. because what you believe you'll speak. I will say you can, once you do kind of become more aware of yourself, you will be a lot more aware of what people believe about themselves just by listening to the words that they say mm-hmm. all the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the people what they what people believe about themselves will actually say to another mm-hmm. and it's just a reflection of how they really feel yeah about themselves um so here's the thing i either want you to write down all your beliefs slash thoughts all down on a paper mm-hmm. and then i want you to start a fire <laughs> and safely <laughs> yes yes please um protect yourself okay um and and then just rip the shit out of them and then throw them in the fire and say no i am beautiful like literally yeah. like say it out loud like you have to speak it out our words are powerful mm-hmm. because that's what will help our thoughts like when we use our words when we go to war like we have to speak it out into existence into the wind into yeah I mean, Alexis and I both have done this. Like, when we had do- noticed all these negative thoughts, you know, taking over in our brain, like, there's been times where we've been like, no. Like, literally, like, we could be all alone. Imagine us just, you know, or me just sitting all alone on a couch and all of a sudden I'm like, no! <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I've even said something out loud before and I didn't even know, I didn't Good even way. think of saying it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think, I like, I, it just literally came out. It yeah. was literally my subconscious. And you're like, No. Like, you said it. Like, I was with you during this happened. You are like, Alexis, no. no. 
And then I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> but I needed, I needed to hear the word no. That mm. is not true. Yeah. And then, you know, replace it with truth. And mm. so um, either do the fire and the paper thing or what I did, honestly. This is personally what I did, okay? I literally went to Goodwill, got, like, a bunch of stacks of plates, like, glass plates, like, old grandma plates at Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And I went to an abandoned <laughs> abandoned park, and I smashed the shit out of these plates. And I was like, and I was literally just going to war with myself. I was going to war with the devil. I was going to war with everything that was going on inside me during that time in my life. And I chose to take my power back Mm -hmm. and I chose to speak into existence that this will not be my forever. This will not be my life. I am not unworthy. I do deserve love. I do deserve, you know, I am enough. Um, like a bunch of things. I'm not going to get all into it, but basically the biggest ones were like, I am enough. I do deserve to be chosen. I, I am worthy. And you know, I, I deserve to believe in hope again. I deserve to believe that there's purpose for my life. You know, I do have a calling, like I, I don't want to die, you know, just like come, like going to war with those thoughts and going to war with the enemy. And so either get a stack of plates at Goodwill, like go do it. It's literally 20 bucks. Goodwill's so cheap. Mm-hmm. And, and like, if you want a free route, like get some paper <laughs> around your house, yeah. you know, you know, just do what you need to do because this is how you don't become powerless anymore. This is how you take your power back. Like God spoke the world into existence with just his words. Yeah. So whenever you're fighting that battle and you're speaking against those thoughts and beliefs, you're doing something there. Mm-hmm. Like there is power in that. So believe in yourself when you do that. It's because you actually deserve to do that. So I challenge you. I encourage you. I strongly, strongly encourage you to do it because you're going to feel so good after you do it. And I'm, I'm like, I'm serious, like divorce from those thoughts, divorce, Mm -hmm. like, like you've partnered with those for so long, you deserve to divorce from them now. Yeah. That's the only good time where you divorce from things, you know? And so, um, and yell it out and like scream or go in the middle of nowhere and scream the loudest you can. And, say no you know like that's what I've done too yeah so do what you need to do to get connected to yourself and be in that moment and do it yeah I do want to say okay I have this this one I looked at this one thing um and it's it's basically talking about I mean the thing is called homeostatic impulse okay and it's basically like that we talked about like our subconscious um and all that stuff. Okay. Um, and we talked about how it loves to be in the comfort zone and it actually loves to be in the comfort zone. Um, because then you can predict the outcome. Like if it knows if it's been through it before, like it knows what the outcome is going to be. That like, has been me for so long. Yeah. And I can relate to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you're, you're like, I, I want to be here cause I, I can, it's, I mean, and to me, it's like a control thing. I can know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it says, um, that like the habits and behaviors that we have and that we repeatedly return to, that's what our subconscious is defaulted to. Okay. And so obviously like our brain actually likes to be on autopilot because then it conserves energy. Right. Which makes sense. If you think about it scientifically, it it does. Um, um, but the thing is, is that following our conditioned routine keeps us stuck in that routine. So a lot of people might be like, but I feel stuck. Like I know every single person has felt stuck before. And that's because like, like we talked about like your subconscious is like, I want to stay where I'm at. Like, I don't want to change. Like I've, I've spent 26 years building this filing cabinet. Like I want to stay here. Like this is where I want to be. But Here's what I want to say. And this is, this is, this is the part that's, that's good is every time we make a choice, there it is choice that is outside of our programming. Mm -hmm. That is us, our subconscious mind. Think about it. Like your subconscious mind is snatching your head. It is like, no, come back. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why we're saying it's a practice. 
because your subconscious is like, no, I need you to come back to the familiar. Yeah. And it's basically, and I don't know, I, I love that because it's basically, that's the war that's happening is you are choosing something different and your subconscious is like, that's not familiar. That's not what we're used to. I need you to come back so I can understand what's going to happen. I need mm-hmm. to know. Mm-hmm. That's the war that you're talking about. Right. You've literally just described my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, that's literally what was happening to me when I... When an opportunity was brought to my attention mm-hmm. and I almost said no because it was out of pattern, it was out of com- familiarity. And, but when I said yes and I just jumped for it, even though like financially it would make me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and honestly it would, it would be like the setting stone of me officially moving forward into a completely new life not knowing what's going to happen next and then completely leaving my own life and that felt super scary yeah your subconscious like what the fuck are you doing yes especially every (laughs) everything that i've been through these past two to three years so it was just like i'm so scared but i knew with everything in me my intuition like god like i knew this was god because this this wasn't even a thought like what this amazing opportunity that came to me, it wasn't even a thought two days before it happened. Right. Like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And, like, God completely just interrupted what I was going to do and brought me this opportunity. And it's beautiful, which I'll tell y'all later, later, later what it is. Yeah. Not right now. But, um, yeah, but that's literally what was happening to me because I'm so used to, you know, what has been going on and, you know, everything that has happened. But, no, like... It was a part of me that felt like I didn't deserve this because I didn't believe in myself. But I get to choose if I do want to believe in myself. I get to mm-hmm. choose a new life for me. Yeah. I get to, like, God can hand it. Like, God can, like, bring it to my attention. But I have to choose to say yes. Yeah. Like, my response is my choice, you yeah. know? I'd say, like, your door. It was your, like, he brought it there. He's telling mm-hmm. you to open it. You're, you're feeling like I need to open this, but then you're like, oh, but then do I? Like, yeah, like I'm scared because yeah. this is – I'm going into the unknown, and that's unsafe for me because mm-hmm. I don't get to control, mm-hmm. you know? And I do want to, you know, say this in a loving way. Like, control is just an illusion. Yeah. Like, you're just fooling yourself if you think you're going to control something. You're not. And I say that in a loving way because I've struggled with that for so long. And I also do want to give grace to people who, um, who have thought like, oh, I don't need help. Like I don't need, you know, therapy. I don't need anybody to speak to my life because I'll be honest. I used to be that person. I used to partner with self-sufficiency so hard, Mm -hmm. but self-sufficiency is actually destructive. Mm -hmm. And so I do want to say this. If you are thinking that I want to tell you in a loving way. You're wrong. Yeah. You are wrong. Mm-hmm. You get to choose the life you want to live. Absolutely. You get to choose to say, I don't want to be stuck anymore. You get to choose to take your power back. And um, I want you. I want to invite you into that choice. There's a door standing right in front of you or, or a window or whatever that may look like. Look like. You are presented with a choice, and I want to give you the free will that you get to choose. Mm-hmm. You know, so we do love you. Chris, is there anything else you want to say? No, I just want to say that my um, my background on my uh, <laughs> my computer says you are what you choose to be. It's not up to anybody else. Amen. Like, it's literally your choice. Exactly. And it's practice choosing, mm-hmm. like making that choice. It's a practice. Mm-hmm. You have to practice it. It's not, it is not an easy path. No, it's not. Mm -mm. Believe me, if it was easy, we'd, everybody would be Mm -hmm. self-aware as fuck. But I'm telling you right now, it's the most rewarding path you will ever freaking go on. Yeah. It's so amazing. Take that step. Um, And yeah, so choose not to be powerless anymore. Yeah. You don't have to live that way. Yeah. If you need to do that homework, go break some plates, go, you know, start a fire. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're not, if you're like me and you're more like not like that, like out, you know, like, ah, you know, like I need to physically do something. And that's what I mean by like, ah, like I need to physically do something. Like for me, it was 
you know, writing down those thoughts and then later on, <laughs> you know, speaking truth to those mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah, I had to physically use my voice because that's just more outcome yeah. for me. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. the thing is obviously everybody's different. So mm-hmm. you have to find something that can work for you, but you get the point of what we're wanting you to try to do. Do it in your own way. Exactly. And when you do go to war with yourself or to war with your belief systems or war with the devil, spoiler alert, you win. Yeah. <laughs> so you got it. Yeah. You just got to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. We believe in you. We believe in you human beings. Yes. Okay. It's not just women here. Yes. Men too. You got this, men. You got it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for y'all, it's even a bigger stigma yeah. of like, oh my God, no, don't. You know, like, exactly. so. But you but got no. it. You got it. All right. We love y'all. We love and you. have a good week. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>